Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Dogs, where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buffy said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome in to Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us. You can also find us on the podcast feeds. Today we're going from the stream to the pod, so you can find us on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and also Spotify. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Today's floor plan, I got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Brady Hawk, you can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Greg Sylvander, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. The Miami Heat lose in the 81st game of the season. They lose to the Washington Wizards. Eric Reed uh, said it best at the end. Celebration in Washington as they move within 11 games of 500 with one game left in the season. It's a little bit of snark from Eric as the season is finishing up here. Uh, But the Heat, we kind of knew what was going to happen tonight. No Jimmy Butler, no Tyler Hero, no Kyle Lowry, no Bam Adebayo. Not really much of a chance. Victor Oladipo did score 30. Jamal Cain had some good moments. Yurtsevin hit a couple threes and then hit a bunch of other people and committed a bunch of fouls. Uh, And that was pretty much the story tonight. Uh, We kind of knew coming into this again that the Nets were not going to lose their game to Orlando. The Magic had packed it in in the previous game which is a precursor for what you're going to see in Sunday's game on Easter Sunday, where Brady, Alex, and I are going to go all the way down to Kaiser Sose Arena or whatever there is they're calling it now, and we're going to sit there and watch a G League game between two teams because that's pretty much where we're headed on Sunday. The Miami Heat are now locked into the seven seed. That's what we're going to talk about in, in for most of this episode, that they're locked into the seven seed. 
uh, here tonight. They're going to be in the plan. And most likely, although we're monitoring it and we appreciate Brian, we're going to get up the comments today. Our producer is Manny Chang. Most likely, most likely they're going to get the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Toronto's getting blown out as we speak by Boston. And then uh, Atlanta is up six against, again, a Philadelphia team that's not playing anybody. So we kind of knew what was going to happen tonight. Before we really get started, I want to mention a couple of our sponsors. We will get uh, to the comments here as we go. We do want to mention prize picks, though. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You're going to want to play it throughout the playoffs. Trust me, we're also going to have some special tournaments. Um, I haven't really announced this anywhere else. So for those of you who are listening or watching, we have a partnership now with NBA Central. Um, so we're going to start doing a little bit more national NBA content as we go forward. And we're going to start to uh, push general NBA uh, prize picks information as well. So if you play more than just the Heat, we're going to have content for you there. Again, you go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. You'll get that initial deposit matched up to $100. We'll tell you about the other sponsors as we go forward. Uh, but first, I'm gonna we're going to get to big picture stuff here. Talk about Atlanta. Donut Dan is asking anything worth talking about from this game. That's a great question. Brady and Alex, each got 60 seconds. I'm not even going to let Greg get in on this, okay, because there's no point to it. Brady and Alex, 60 seconds. Stopwatch is on. Stopwatch is on. Ready? We're going to see which of you can get this in. Uh, give me something to talk about from this game, Brady. Go. Uh, Jamal Kane. I think that's the one main takeaway, I guess, from this game, because everybody else in this roster, we know what they are. I guess the only one guy we that's like the unexpected, that maybe the next guy in the line, for the next contract is Jamal Keane, so just seeing a little bit from him. But let's be honest, I don't think we learned anything from this game. <laughs> I don't even think we can make it sound like we learned anything from this game. Uh, Vic, this is exactly what you expected in a game like this, the fact that he's going to get up 24 shots. He ends up dropping 30 points, but just high volume. There's going to be – this is, literally feels like the end of last season when he had the 40 points against Orlando, so he probably does it again on Sunday. Uh, but I don't know if there's many takeaways across this roster than things we already know. Except for the fact, what is next for Jamal Kane? Is he on a roster spot? Is he next in line? Maybe. I guess we'll see if he's plugged in. All right, we can title the episode "What Is Next for Jamal Kane." Ready, Alex? Here we go. Hold on, I got it. I got it. Got it. Okay, here. iPhone. Just to prove that I actually do have an iPhone 13. I don't have an iPhone 3, like people think I do. Ready? Go. Well, look, I'm not even going to need 60 seconds to go through this, and your camera doesn't. You'll need 60 sure. seconds, Alex. Go. No, I'm definitely not going to need 60 seconds. Don't worry. Like really, it, it like Brady said, it was cool to see Vic get some shots up. You know, maybe this will help his confidence if he just happens to get thrown in the series. That's fine. Like he said, like we didn't learn anything about this game. I like seeing Highsmith do some stuff out there, and um, like Ben on our playback, playback.tv slash five on the floor. Go check that out, of course. Um, like he said during that, like just watching Highsmith do his thing. No matter who is out there with him, you know, he is always that guy. He's going to play that same type of role. So, you know, it's it's kind of fun to watch him do it in a, in a game that doesn't matter at all. Uh, shout out Omer for hitting a couple threes and, and just getting the hopes up of everybody on Heat YouTube. And, of course, of course, just, you know, getting watching Vic take all these shots. It's just a new, like, signifier of the end of the season. So happy end of the, end of the season to you guys. Hold on, what do we got? 101. It almost got there. All right, let's transition. Let's transition, Greg. Let's get to the important stuff. You ready? Heat Hawks, Tuesday night. That's what we're Oh, and Cody Zeller's about. good. Cody Zeller's good. Well, well, he's a big handsome. You know, when I you come on the podcast with us and all of a sudden you're 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 putting up uh, what was he, seven for eight in the first half. 
Uh, Greg, big picture here. Well, we'll talk about the Hawks matchup going forward, but let's talk big picture. And we're going to do grades on this team at some point between now and Tuesday. We're going to grade the regular season here. So we'll do this in more with greater scope than we're doing right now. Okay. But now that we know, I mean, we've known for a few days that they were going to be the seventh seed, but now that we know that they finished behind Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Now it starts to get a little ugly. The Knicks, the Nets, who traded Durant and Kyrie. How are we feeling? I mean, when we look backward, we definitely are disappointed. I don't think any Heat fan thought that they would be behind the Knicks and the Nets. Uh, If you think about the Nets and what they became towards the end of the season when they stripped the roster bare, so... Uh, or not so bare, it looks like now, right? We thought it was bare. Uh, so I think that ultimately you have to, Heat fans have to feel discouraged and and it doesn't feel great to have to think about a matchup where if you do get through the play and you're playing Boston in the first round, whereas you saw them in the third round of the playoffs last year. So like that shows that you've regressed to some degree. But I'll just say this, you ultimately are hearing league-wide people say the reason why no one wants to play Miami is Jimmy. And so as we approach this play-in conceptually, let's not do deep dive on Atlanta because we got a lot of shows to do, guys. I will just say this. If you're telling me for one game on his home floor, one game on the road, um, or even in this Boston series, if they can shoot anything like they've been shooting recently – Jimmy's good enough. He's proved it to uh, take over a series. So they've got a shot, slim one, but they've got a shot, but they got to get through the Atlanta uh, matchup first. And they've got some challenges with Atlanta, but I think they also have some blueprints for success there too. First thing, I think they're going to beat Atlanta. So I know Jay uh, King is saying here that I'm holding up the negativity from last year. I do think they're going to get out of the plan. I, if, if they were playing Toronto, it would be a different conversation. I think they're going to beat Atlanta. They have a blueprint for Atlanta. They know how to guard Atlanta. Atlanta's inconsistent as it is. I think they'll be, I don't, and I think Atlanta's worse than last year, to be honest. I think they'll beat Atlanta. Um, but and Brady's raising his eyebrows there. So we're going to talk about it, but I think they're worse. And I, and I mean, they've been hugging the 500 line all year. I, I'll just say this. Okay. Before we get to Atlanta here after the break, the fact that we're at this point where it's all about Jimmy national and local media it's all about jim and rightly so okay rightly so he's the guy who scares you right he's the guy shooting 62 percent since the all-star break and the man is like literally he does nothing wrong with the possession like there are no turnovers there are no offensive fouls there are almost no misses and then he's getting you steals on the other end it's ridiculous the season that he's having this is a top five season in miami heat history we're gonna have this conversation i think we should before tuesday Regular seasons, Miami hate history. So start thinking about that, Greg, because we know a couple of Dwayne's and a couple of bronze are in there. There's a Zoe year in there too, for sure. But in you, you're looking at, this is an all time Miami heat seasons. Clearly Jimmy's best. No question about it, even though he's going to finish at 64 games. Okay. Which means he would miss the awards next year if he was going for awards, but he never does anyway. But with that being said, you didn't think you'd be at this stage of the season and that where it's all about everybody's just afraid of Jimmy. Like, that's where we're at right now. We're not hearing anybody around the league say, we're afraid of Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler. We're afraid. It's we're afraid of Jimmy and we're afraid of Spo. Like, that's basically where it's at. And we all know Spo has not had his best season, although he seems to have figured some things out lately. And I recommend everybody read Jason Quick's piece on him in The Athletic because it's excellent. Uh, but 
that's where we're at. And to me, that's the disappointment. It's not just the seating. It's that we've just had a whole year. I feel like I was just in the Bahamas with them for training camp. And it feels like nothing has been accomplished. Like Tyler made some progress, but not enough to satisfy people. Bam made progress in the first half of the season, big time progress and kind of looped right back to where he was last year. And then we talk about the shooters and every, and yes, yeah, Struess and Vincent are starters, but they haven't convinced you their long-term pieces for the organization. The one guy I keep coming back to, and then Jimmy is Caleb. Like Caleb did what you wanted him to do when you signed him to that contract. Like the, but everybody else, I mean, even some of the guys playing tonight, Yurt can't stay on the floor. Okay. Depot shows you some things, but you know, it's a mirage going forward. Okay. Bam I mean, took just, a step he, up though. I, Come on now. I mean, he's, I mean, Depot scored 40 against Orlando last year in the last game of the season. We're right back where we were. Okay. So That's true. it doesn't feel like anything has really been accomplished other than finding some kind of a rotation here at the end of the season. Okay, so that's that's kind of where I'm at, and it's all about Jimmy. After the break, though, we're going to talk about Atlanta, because I do think they're going to beat Atlanta, and I think most of us believe they're going to beat Atlanta, and I think that in a one-game sample, Jimmy's not going to let them lose at home to Atlanta. But we're going to talk about – but again, we're talking about Jimmy. Um, do want to mention a couple sponsors here, and then we're going to get some more comments up. We appreciate our producer tonight, Manny Chang. Uh, we do want to mention odmpsi.com, odmpsi.com. You can find them. Uh, down in Pembroke Pines over there on Flamingo Road, but also they service the entire area. What do they do? Well, they connect you with high-level businesses. So they work with supermarkets, supermarket chains, banks, uh, different employers all over South Florida and across the country. And so if you're looking for a job, they can help you with it. And also on the other end, if you uh, are employed by a business or are up in the upper levels of a business, and you're looking for great employees, they will connect you that way as well. So reach out. They also can handle your social media. They do a whole bunch of other things in the consulting space. Reach out to them, odmpsi.com. George and, uh, and uh, uh, Josh came out to our watch party over Tropical Distillers the other night. Great guys, big Miami Heat fans. You're going to be seeing a lot more of them here with the network. So go to odmpsi.com. Just check it out. Just fill it out. Contact them at info.odmpsi.com. Tell them, the, tell them the job that you're looking for, and they will try to connect you with that employer. Also, I do want to mention, she's here in the comments. She always is. She's our favorite Miami Heat fan, one of our favorite supporters here. Lynette, insurancebylynette.com, 954-581-8800. All kinds of insurance you can get there, life insurance, renter's insurance. Also, of course, car insurance. You have a bad driving record. Lynette can get you a driver's uh, – she can get you insurance anyway. Trust me, I've dealt with this with her. She's the best. Uh, not for me. It's for somebody else. Insurancebylanet.com, 954-581-8800, 954-581-8800, insurancebylanet.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat 
today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Hawks. Uh, Alex. They are the definition of mediocre. I mean, I, we've talked about it. They are... Points scored, points allowed, everything, they are, like, right down the middle. Offense, I know they're better on offense than defense, but, like, they're, they're just – they're mediocre. Like, they have been the whole year. They fired their coach. Um, they've got – this is the second time they fired their coach midseason. This time it didn't have the effect it did last time. Quinn Snyder is very good. I think he's an improvement over Nate McMillan, so it's a little bit different. He's had success against the Heat before uh, with, with different kinds of teams. Uh but they're, they're a little different than last year uh, in terms of they don't have Kevin Herter anymore. Um, Reddish wasn't a big factor for them last year, but he's gone. DeAndre Hunter has a bigger role uh, than he had previously. Uh, we know what Capella is. Collins is kind of out of favor, but he has an occasional big game. Bogdanovich, the other Bogdanovich, is still there. And then there's Trey, who the Heat seem to have answers for. I mean, he's had a quarter here or there, but otherwise he's been incredibly inefficient against Miami. What challenges does this pose? Well, I guess the challenge really just comes from the, I think, the nature of the scenario where that they've put themselves in, right? Where um, it's not a one-game scenario, but it basically is because you don't want to put yourself in a scenario where it, it, it turns into, you know, the second-chance game and you're playing for the right to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. And I think that would be, you know, that would just – that's not where they want to go. So this game is going to mean a lot. And, and like I said on playback, I don't think they're going to – you know, eat a lot of crap. I think they're going to be pretty sharp. I think the challenges come from the type of shots that the Heat allow, right? And usually I say that um, in regards to the three-point shooting. I think we're going to see a lot of the, um, the the Heat go into those types of modes where, you know, you're giving up the contested mid-range shot. We've seen it for different guys. And the Hawks, just like looking at some of the stuff they do, they – kind of rely on those like they're they're they don't necessarily get to the rim well as a team they don't finish well as a team and you think they'd be like up there as a three-point shooting team what if i told you they have the lowest three-point rate in the league mm-hmm. like it's very weird it's a very weird offensive profile i know like trey young can't lead the league in three-point shooting as a team by like by himself but um basically their like eighth ranked offensive rating comes from them being really 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 good in volume and efficiency in the mid-range and not turning the ball over, which they do not. They're, uh, they've got the second lowest turnover rating. We saw last year in the playoffs that the Heat can turn them over. So I think that's kind of, you know, going to be the foundation of how you win this game, how you win uh, the game against the Hawks is uh, make, you know, make Murray and uh, Trey Young uncomfortable. And that's where it comes from. But you cannot let them get cooking and get going in the mid-range because they're extremely comfy from there. So I think, and you know, the fact that they can go to somebody else with Murray who definitely can create his shot, you know, maybe he's not an all-star, but he's a damn good player and an all-star caliber player. So the Hawks were the most preferable matchup, I think for the heat for all of us easily. And I think we all feel good about their chance versus the Hawks, 
but because of the nature of the playing game and the playing tournament, um, they they can definitely beat you in one game. I, I just think the Heat are pretty well equipped equipped uh, to match up with them. We also know Brady; they've been through this before. Um, last year, Cleveland got up big on them in a playing game. Atlanta came back, and that's why they ended up. Uh, that's why they ended up playing the Hawks in the first round. So they, they've been in this scenario and they've come out of it. Okay. Uh, that game was that game in Atlanta or Cleveland last year. I think Atlanta was the seven. I think Cleveland uh, was the eight from what I remember. But uh, as you look at them, we talk about, they are a little weird because people, I think people do think that they bomb a bunch of threes. They don't. Uh, people look at Trey as selfish. He's up there in the assist lead this year. So they, they play a little differently, I think. I, but have you watched them much since Snyder took over? How different are they from when they were under McMillan? Well, I think the fact that you could talk about, like, their profile, but the, the truth is they're just really good offensively. Like, I was even looking at the numbers to back it up. I think they're second in offensive ratings post-All-Star break. So, like, they've been clicking offensively. Like, that's just what their, their whole team is based on. Uh, and then – there's also the flip side, like we always talk about, the defensive stuff's just not really there for them. So it's going to be – and we don't really know what Miami is. That's the weird stage of this because we often say, like, oh, they're, they're a defensive team, so it'll be kind of a battle back and forth. We don't know what Miami's thing's going to be on any given night because we've seen it before. They've had these defensive nights. They have the offensive nights, but they never really have them together. Uh, so that's the weird dynamic. And I think when you mentioned before that the comparing it to last season, I think the main difference is can you defend them the same way – that you did last season because they didn't have a DeJounte Murray. They had one primary creator. And that was the, the main thing last year was like, they were going to force the ball out of Terry Young's hands. They were going to force turnovers. They were going to do certain things, but there was nobody else to beat them. Like there was nobody else to create backside and beat them. They kind of have that guy in DeJounte Murray now. So this is all to say, these are just the small counters that we're going to see kind of in a certain matchup. Uh, but it really comes down to this. And I know this is how you started this episode. And this is where I come back to it. Some of this really transcends X's and O's for me. Put Jimmy Butler in a single game, single elimination game, and I'm taking Jimmy Butler. <laughs> like that's really where it comes out to. Like I think it really transcends a lot of this defensive matchups, uh, clicking offensively. That's kind of the goal because if they're playing like they did against Philly, they're up there with anybody in the East. Like if they're playing like that, but the truth is, I don't think they're going to play at that level that they did in that game consistently or maybe ever again this season. But it really is just. Jimmy Butler, knowing the stakes heading into a game like that, I think about you. I mentioned the defensive stuff. They are going to put Trey Young on Jimmy as often as possible. They're going to find matchups that they love. Jimmy is built to play this team, and that's what we said in the playoffs last year. And we we were so focused, I think, on it as a whole. He he was dominant in that series. Like he we I know Ethan, you pointed out the fact in the past, like him getting in Trey Young's head, and that I think it was Game mm. One where he kind of just tried to make him fold in a way. But he was dominant in terms of basketball wise, forcing switches, getting to the basket. He could do certain stuff with ease in this matchup where it's like, if you're giving Jimmy an e like an easier defensive matchup, I'm taking Jimmy Butler. So I know we'll get into it a little bit deeper, but yeah, it's just, it's a weird dynamic for them as an offense, but look, they, they have been clicking offensively. So you have to give them, you know, kind of a little bit of credit. Yeah. Murray is an X factor. He had a huge first game against Miami this year. Uh, the, the young Murray backcourt has been clunky at times. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be greater than the sum of its parts, but it does allow the ability for somebody else to go off. I did mention that I think Jimmy took Trey Young out of that series in the first quarter of the first game last year. He just, when he got in his face, like that, he, that was it. Like Trey folded after that. There, then, and the other thing is 
Gabe Vincent's in Trey's head, and Gabe's going to start, right? I mean, that's the thing. Gabe's going to start from the very start of this series. It's not like when Kyle got hurt last year, and then, like, he's going to start because I think that this rotation is set in stone, Greg. Like, I, I, I regardless of what we saw tonight, Eric Spolstra doesn't make the move to make a, to make a major change this late in the year when he's not planning on using it in a playoff series. So, no. I, and I think – they looked at it and thought we're likely getting Atlanta and then Boston. Like they looked at this as a package deal. Okay. Maybe the Raptors would sneak in there, but most likely it was going to be Atlanta and then Boston. He made the change last year with about 10 days left in the regular season to go to Struess. He made, he made and a bunch of other layers to it this year. Again, goes to Struess. He's going to play smaller. He's signaling to the rest of the league. He does not give a damn that they know he's not waiting until game one. Like he did, uh, with Dragic in the bubble, he is he's going now. This is going to be our group. We're going to play our, our two experienced guys in Love and Lowry, limited minutes off the bench, kind of see how they go, let them work themselves into the game, let them calm things down, okay? Love's been much better in that role. Lowry's been much better in that role. And Caleb Martin can do a little bit of everything, so he covers up whatever issues those two players have because of their age. This is this rotation, as Eric says, Greg, the rotation is the rotation now. I think that this is it. You're right. Seeing the eight, we saw Duncan Robinson today. He committed six fouls in 22 minutes and had and and even Eric Reed said this wasn't the game he wanted. To me, the, the variable guy is Haywood Highsmith. Like that is the ninth guy right now. It's not Vic. Mm-hmm. It's not no. Duncan. It's nope. not Yurt. It, it's not even Cody. Although I think uh, I think it, I think Cody is one who could get minutes if situation he's in trouble. Yeah, for the others because they trust him. But Haywood Highsmith is the Oladipo now. He's the guy, if they need a defender, they're going to use him because he stays in his lane. Okay, it doesn't matter that Depot scored 30 tonight. But when I look at this and I look at the package of this, Gabe isn't the same defender as last year. (coughs) He's good enough. He's good enough that Trey cited him uh, when he wasn't included in the the promo stuff after the playoffs last year. But when I look at this overall, I'm in agreement with Brady on this. Jimmy's not going to let them lose this game. He's not going to let them lose this game against this team. He's just not like this. No. Is not, they played it. They played all of his strengths, but um, he's in the best player on the other team's head already. He's not going to lose this game. Like I feel very Boston, totally different situation. He's not losing this game. The the one thing to watch is Tyler has a little bit more financial security, but Max and Gabe being starters going into the playoffs. Uh, if they lay Big old eggs, that's going to be a very interesting thing to come back from. Uh, so I think that it'll just be interesting to see the way that those guys perform come playoff time. So many guys have a lot of stuff at stake, so it shall be fun starting Tuesday. I know we still got one more game, the Udonis Haslam farewell game, and we should give that its due, but then it's on to the playing game against Atlanta. Yeah, and we're going to talk a lot about UD on Sunday. Um, and and I, I think this sets up now where he's going to probably play 15 to 20 minutes on Sunday. We'll all be there for that. Certainly deserving. A lot of players are going to show up for that. Uh, I've been told about a couple surprises who I'm not supposed to reveal at this point. But there, there's going to be a good contingent of, uh, of former Heat players and others who I think would be there if there weren't other circumstances like the James Jones and Phoenix and others who were around during that period of time. You're going to see a lot of big three guys come back, and I think you're going to see a lot of 06 guys come back and then others i heard quentin richardson might make it into town others who played with uh ud during this period of time and also a bunch of dolphin players that he's been familiar with over the years who i I've, i'm hearing are going to show up let's do one thing tonight but i don't want to go too far ahead here i'm saying that the starting lineup brady was set up for 
the playoffs, which means it's set up for Atlanta and Boston. Just quick take. Is this a playable starting lineup against the Celtics? Yeah, I think you have to match them offensively. Like I think you're going to, we've seen that they can't lean one way or the other, that you kind of have to go in that direction. And look, I don't think they have another option. Like, yeah, you could say Caleb on paper makes more sense. So like, that's the main thing here, because I was saying on playback earlier, like they have, we, we can't always talk about Caleb and PJ and compare them. We've kind of gotten away from that. It feels like because they're not playing the same role anymore. So we've kind of gotten away from it. But the one thing that there is a comparable thing is they don't have PJ anymore. We're aware of that. And they need a PJ type defender in a Boston series. He was big in that series guarding, uh, switching on Tatum, switching on Brown, that they're going to need. Jimmy's going to need help. Bam's going to be switching all over the place as well, but he's kind of the anchor. They need kind of that dog that's going to be just perimeter wise, just on those two ball handlers. And the only guy they really have for that, and I know you mentioned Haywood Highsmith, but rotationally is Caleb Martin. So the question is, I don't think it matters the starters because I think they're going to mix it up like immediately. So I'm not really worried about the starting lineup part. Maybe they get out going offensively, start games, and then they mix it in. I just, I think the more important part of it is specifically in the Boston series. And now we're getting ahead of ourselves because I know we just talked to play in and matchups, but Caleb Martin is going to be playing a ton of minutes. And this, this goes for the play in as well. Just because he's not starting, I think he's playing up there with a lot of these guys in minutes. Like, I think he makes more sense in most of these playoff matchups defensively and the consistency he's had offensively. Like, they need Caleb Martin. Uh, and I think moving forward, especially in that Boston series, he's going to see a lot of Jalen Brown. Because, look, Depot's not playing this series either. So two of their primary that were defenders that were guarding these ball handlers are not on the team anymore. So Caleb's going to be needed. And Caleb does not foul a lot. Uh, that's one of his strengths. He doesn't get himself into early foul trouble. I can just tell from talking to people in the organization, they love what Caleb's done this year. They, they love everything about it. They're incredibly happy with that signing and just his adjustment to everything. Alex, I'll let you close. And we appreciate our sponsors, Prize Picks, uh, Use Code 5, and also, of course, ODMPSI.com, InsuranceByLynette.com. We will be on playback on Tuesday. I'm not guaranteeing on Sunday. We'll see. But we're definitely, we're definitely doing Tuesday for sure. Alex Brady and I are going to be at the arena. Uh, we're also going to have a bunch of Prize Picks shows that go in beforehand greg will be uh manning playback tuesday at home of course we'll have uh sunday we'll do something on udonis we'll also do more of an intensive preview of the atlanta game uh since that's what it looks like is that over by the way guys are they is that official have they beaten philadelphia yeah okay i mean i i've assumed so um either way they were they were up 11 the last time i looked but uh, either way, we'll get into the. If it is the Hawks, we will get into the Hawks. By the way, it's actually an OT, and they're down three. Oh my god! So you definitely jinxed them. You had to throw that oh out there. We, we just went through preview. an entire stream, and nobody singled me. Look that's, at that. That's great. You know what? A turtle could do playback. He's asking us here. It's our guy, a turtle. He he he's gonna handle playback by himself for UD's last game. I think. Just gonna just gonna throw throw him on there by himself on Easter Sunday. Uh, should we stay on here until this is finished? I feel like I feel like we've there's just four changed, minutes they're gonna end up playing Seattle. No, there's two play. minutes and forty-three seconds. No way. And Scotty Barnes. All right, well, we think it's gonna be Atlanta. We'll see if it's Atlanta. Uh, but so let's do let's do something bigger picture here to close, Alex. Man, I hate the Sixers. Right? Right? I mean, okay, let's do something bigger picture here to close. No team has won a championship with worse than a six seed. Houston Rockets did it in uh I guess Akeem, the, the second year, was the first year with Akeem or the second year with Akeem? One of the two years with Akeem. 
Uh, they pulled it out, and they had a weird year. It was the second year, I believe. They had a, It was after they yeah. beat the Magic. They beat 360-win teams in a row in right. that Western right. Conference run. Exactly. exactly. Including, I think, the Spurs with Robinson, right? I believe. Yeah. I, I think it was something along those lines. Okay, so it was a six seed. The, the Knicks got to the finals. I know nobody likes to remember this. They got to the finals after beating the Heat in 99 as an eight seed, and they got all the way to the finals with Sprewell and Houston with Ewing out, and then they lost to the Spurs in the finals. Still believe that the Heat would have won a championship that year if they had just survived the Knicks in the first round because there was no Michael to worry about. Uh, so a seven seed winning a championship would be an enormous, or even getting to the finals would just be, it would be a ridiculous, in the way of FAU winning the, winning the, you know, the NCAA championship type thing. Um, if I was to tell you right now, Alex, you can put down $100 of your hard-earned money and I'm going to I'm going to give you the I think it's I think it's 80 to 1 for the Heat to win a championship. So I I mean 100 bucks you can wait 8 grand. You feeling good about your 100 bucks right now? Um not feeling good, man, but you know what? It's going to be the greatest ever when it happens and we recover it. It's going to be Awesome, but no, really, it's it's funny that you say that because we were kind of just joking around on playback that if the Heat somehow can you know withstand the Boston Celtics in the first round, they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals just because uh, we all believe they can get through the Sixers in the second round, and then from there you, you never know you can just capture lightning in a bottle. But no, not really. I'm I've been saying for a while that I think I thought they were headed for kind of a a repeat of what happened two seasons ago, just not on that you know drastic of a level like I think it'll be a competitive series it feels like they've been headed for a first round out for a while but I really do think that they can really uh, make it competitive and interesting and I'm really looking forward to covering um, another Heat Celtic series granted if they can get there if they can survive whoever they got to face um, in the play-in so no they, they're not going to win no damn title but um, you know Jimmy really does give you a shot in a way that I think other seven seeds in the past don't usually have that shot. Usually the seven seed is kind of down and out. It's an NBA TV series. A lot of times, you know, especially in the East, right? <laughs> this is not the Western conference. And so it's good. I think Jimmy really gives you a shot. Bam and Tyler being better than what they were before. gives you a shot. Kyle is looking pretty healthy, right? That he was not healthy during the playoffs last season. So those are, you know, you can kind of hope for hot shooting in a playoff series and you never know. Right. But, like ultimately I'll probably give them like a 30% chance, 40% chance at highest at, at the absolute highest to That's get out of the high. first round. Oh, so. wow. It is going to be a spotlighted series, which uh, typically the heat don't get, if they get there, typically the heat don't get in the first round in this incarnation of this team. But if it is Boston, it will They'll get good be, TV slots. It, it'll get, it'll get the major TV slots. We know in the Western conference, uh, what's going to get those slots. And what's crazy is you may have the Lakers and the heat as both seven seeds uh this season so you have you don't usually get a jimmy and a lebron in the seven spots and ethan you mentioned the heat's odds this year um they're gonna give some team hell in the playoffs this year but let's figure out what their odds are on next year's championship because i may be willing to put the hundred dollars down on that depending on what the i'm not gonna let you hope traffic for next season yet let's see them actually do something this offseason all right thanks to brady thanks to greg thanks to alex Raptors lost, right? Hawks were watching. So we'll do another episode tomorrow. We appreciate everybody joining us, everybody in the comments as well. Again, use prize picks, use the code 5FIVE, insurance by Lynette.com, ODMPSI.com. Talk to you tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.